the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we're ready. Welcome to the Randy Corcoran program. Guess what? Not Randy Corcoran tonight. Somehow or another, it is friend, brother, good buddy of Randy Corcoran's, Matt Dunn, in studio. The Backbone Radio Sunday guy. Here we are. Honored to be in. Randy and I, sometimes we uh, host one another's shows, along with Jeff Hunt, a few other a few other friends of our little tribe to try to carry that torch and this is one of those days where you gotta you gotta keep something lit because look at that snow across Denver Metro. How much have we had already? Would you say there's an inch on the ground? Is it an inch? The forecast I saw a forecast between six and fourteen inches in this winter storm warning we are in the middle of, and looks like it's going to go up until about 2 or 3 a.m., then pick up at 8 a.m., but maybe not as much snow tomorrow as they were expecting. And so what a good night. There's something special about the first snowfall of the winter, is there not? So I thought... What if we did some snow music tonight, some first snowfall kind of music, some cozy, warm, sit by the fireside, turn on the radio, listen to a little America first conversation? What's that word? I think it's a Danish word or a Norwegian word, hygge or something, H-Y-G-G-E, which is the art of maintaining that feeling of coziness through a snowy, dark winter. And yeah, it's still a little bit light out. It's only, what, October 28th, 2023. But it's going to start getting darker soon. And I'm one of those people that I have to admit I'm a little biased. I like the snow. I like I like when the snow falls and it makes me want to put on Norwegian wool, put my skis on. I am known for putting on my my uh, my cross-country skis and just sort of skiing around the neighborhood just for fun when there's enough snow. <laughs> Who is that guy skiing around the neighborhood? This is not a ski area. Who does he think he is? But, yeah, the wool the wool does need to be Norwegian. Those, you see those sheep up there. They've, they're like these huge puffballs, and their fibers living up in the Arctic Circle are especially warm. But why not? Uh, light a little fire, maybe a candle. Let's talk America first here just a little bit. And please know, we'd love to have you check in with us around here. 303-696-1971. All kinds of fun action to be talking about. And yes, I'll be back tomorrow night, Backbone Radio, 4 to 7 p.m. My usual Sunday hangout. Hope everybody has their Halloween costumes ready or their, is it candy you're supposed to pass out at the door? Is that still okay to pass out sugar content foods? 
when I was growing up, my father being a dentist, we always passed out toothbrushes. Toothbrushes to the kids. <laughs> and I always wondered, how come our house always got teepeed every every Halloween? Why, why was that? <laughs> anyway, but uh, yes, and having followed in my father's footsteps, yes, I'm practicing dentist as well. And I was just going to lightly mention, yeah, I've started up my my new dental practice. It is very exciting. Got that off the ground. We're actually formally launched. And I might just briefly mention that, uh, you know, it was something I never talked about for almost 20 years of hanging around here. But it's an exciting time and it's a fun time. And it's in Centennial near uh, Holly, R- Holly and Arapahoe. And, yeah, the phone number, 303-225-7575. Should anybody be looking for a groovy dentist who's been at it for 24 years and moving on to the next great chapter, moving up in the world? But I'll tell you what, I was I was just having to say, you know, sometimes I go through the, the big summary of what we're going to talk about. I've got all kinds of wonderful stuff, fascinating stuff. America first kind of stuff to be talking about tonight, but I wanted to dilate for just one moment about Jane Fonda. Good old Jane Fonda. And by the way, can I play audio? Do we have that? Is that is that ready to roll? We can't? Okay. We were uh, pressing our audio clips, and they were coming out kind of musical. And I thought, well, we could just play music all night, sitting around the fire, cozy. Got a warm beverage. Hopefully you have a warm beverage in your hand little steam floating off the top as you look into the fireplace and have the radio on. What could be better? Here we are in God's country. But, uh, yeah, Hanoi Jane, Jane Fonda, (laughs) you ever wonder what happens to you after spending a lifetime on the left, a lifetime of liberalism? Well, we kind of figured it out here, and uh, we've got Jane Fonda comes forward and says, you know, well, let's let Jane Fonda say it. I mean, would you say this is a high IQ leftist intellectual, Jane Fonda? You can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and the everything's connected, there'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. Okay, well... Jane Fonda, out there in Hollywood, has really gotten into it and looked into it. She's done the deep dive and looked into things. Really heavy research into things. And she realizes that if it weren't for racism, there would be no climate problems. Huh. I hadn't realized that, that the climate stuff was somehow related to leftist ideologies and she threw a few other ones in there does anybody think that jane fonda's onto something here that in all of her deep diving and all of her digging all of her tremendous intellectual academic research that she's she's kind of come up with the answer when she says stuff like this you couldn't take anything sexism racism misogyny homophobia whatever the war and if you really Get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and everything's connected. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. Okay, yeah. 
racism, sexism, homophobia, war? Hanoi Jane, back in the day, was very anti-anti-Vietnam War. And I do remember that growing up. One of my buddies down the street, down the cul-de-sac, you know, we'd ride our big wheels together. Back in those days, you know, when you're you're the tough kid on the big wheel with holes in your jeans. <laughs> anyway, I remember being over at my buddy's house one day, and his dad had gotten back from Vietnam a few years before. Flown Hueys over there, helicopter guy in Vietnam, putting his life on the line in Vietnam, a couple of tours, I believe. And he was not a fan of Jane Fonda. And this was the kind of stuff, you know, my household, maybe we didn't talk current events all that much. We didn't go into that kind of stuff. And I remember this this combat veteran was really not in the fan club of Jane Fonda. And he made that very clear to us little dudes. And I... That has always stuck with me, actually, that he was so emphatic that Jane Fonda was not cool. What she did as Hanoi Jane in the Vietnam War, that that has always stuck with me. And I've never been able to see or think of Jane Fonda without sort of that in the back of my mind, in the shadow of my mind, rightly or wrongly. And Jane Fonda, you know, lifetime of leftism, where has it gotten her? Well, it's gotten her into the belief that the leftist view of racism is what has caused climate change, the climate crisis, the boiling planet, the doom, the gloom, the end of Earth as we know it, the melting of the ice caps, all of that stuff that's happening because of racism and probably sexism, and the other isms that the leftists have spent their life marinating in. So, I don't know, folks. Does a lifetime of leftism get you anywhere productive? Does it make progress? Do you make progress? They're progressive, right? But do you make intellectual progress when you marinate and all that stuff? Just throwing out these questions, and... Jane Fonda's been anti-war. Has she come out against uh, the Ukraine? Billions to billions to billions to Ukraine? Has she come out against the potential for World War III we see all around us? I thought I'd talk about that tonight because I think we're closer to World War III than most people are seeming to be realizing right now. We're kind of sleepwalking into World War III, says Elon Musk. Anybody out there want World War III? Anybody out there want Armageddon? Anybody in favor of having it? Let's just have it. Let's just get it over with. Let's just have World War III and let's just do it. One of the things I've been thinking about is that the 2024 election with Trump dominating the polls, dominating the primary, dominating Biden. Do you think the left, do you think the deep state's going to actually allow this election to take place? Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy, was meditating upon this the other day on Twitter. He says, you know, they can't let this election happen because Trump's just going to win and walk away with it. And that's an existential crisis for the police state, for the deep state, for the power people ruling class in this country. They can't let that happen. And I thought I would speculate on that. What do you think? I mean, last time around, well, we had this big virus thing that some people might say was 
put out there. Um, a lot of confusion about how it got out of that lab in China and if we spent money on developing and cultivating that and Fauci sneaking into the CIA for some reason to get his talking point straight about COVID. Mm. But if they'd potentially, as some people might say, release a virus to stop Trump in 2020, what will they do in 2024 to stop Trump this time when he's so clearly dominating the field, so beloved by the American people. And some people say, oh, he's not below. Oh, yeah, yes, he is. He's the most popular political figure we've had in my lifetime by far. And even my grandfather's lifetime. Got to tell you. We'll speculate on this. We'll speculate on tomorrow. And by the way, Pence has dropped out. Pence. Later, dude. Later, Pence. <laughs> Gosh. Phony Pence. Pious Pence. Judas Pence has dropped out of the race, and as he drops out, at approaching 0% in the polls, nobody likes him. He's very much clinging to his sense of self-importance. Very important guy in his own mind, Mike Pence. But heck, the phone lines are already cracking, rocking on this snowy Denver evening. What if we said a little hello to Rick our marathon man, completer of 283 marathons. Love it when you can check in, Rick. Welcome aboard, sir. How are you? Good. Just watching the snow. I'm about uh, three miles from the studio, so just overlooking Cherry Creek State Park. It's a beautiful snow day. Oh, beautiful place to be hanging out. Got the fireplace on. Everything's everything's right with the world, except everything's wrong with the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, saw, saw Trump's speech uh, today. Did you catch it? Nevada. At a yeah. uh, Jewish organization. Right. the Republican um, Jewish. Yes, and I saw a little bit of it. I It happened too recently for me to grab clips, but how was it, the speech, Rick? It, how was it? Great. Pretty, you know, pretty standard, but very heartfelt. Um, much inter- interruption with applause, and, uh, you know, just, just neat. Just, just neat. He, he looked good. Yep. That sounds and, like, like yeah, Trump, yeah. all right. And I'm saying to myself, this is the leader I want during these crises. But on the other hand, if he was really president, we wouldn't have the crisis. Good point. Um, and he makes a big point of saying that this Ukraine business wouldn't be happening. Yeah, the attack on Israel would not have happened if Trump was in office. By the way, Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, right. who's a great MAGA senator, liking this guy more and more. He's out there saying that, eh, all these, these wars we've got going on right now are caused by Democrats. Absolutely. <laughs> what do Absolutely. You, I think that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I think they're counting on wartime presidents never lose an election. I'm, I'm not saying that's their sole goal, but it, it could be part of their thinking. Who knows? They're so whacked nowadays. Yeah, and that's a, something I'm going to be asking as the show goes on is, if they are going to try to cancel the 2024 election in some way, I mean, how would they do it? What would be their options? How can they give Biden a boost? And would World War Three and World War Four at the same time get that job done? What what happens when war politics breaks out? Uh, yeah, like you speculated, maybe does that help Biden, the incumbent, or well, or what? More censorship for sure. You can pretty much lock down any segment of society you can under the guise of, we're in a war. Yep. 
I remember H.L. Mencken, the uh, journalist, I don't know if you would have ever heard of him. He came sure. out of Baltimore of for World War One, which he was opposed to, and he was actually opposed to World War Two. He got censored out of the ability to comment on anything, and he was America's number one most famous writer, commentator of the time, and that would go back to the 20s, 30s, 40s. He had to essentially close up shop during both World War One and World War Two because of, uh, yeah, censorship. You can't say the stuff he wanted to say during that time. So it could be a little dicey around here because, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going for World War III. I'm not looking for the big conflagration with Russia or China. I don't want to see the Middle East get turned into a sheet of glass. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. we can find a way around this. But I don't know. Where, where do you come down on some of that, Rick? Any any well, thoughts? I think we're in uh, you know, much more danger than the 62 Cuban Missile Crisis. And, uh, you know, I don't believe everything Elon Musk speculates about, but uh, his speculation of World War III being close sounds fairly accurate, actually. He's pretty worried, and he's sounding the alarm. And he's actually throwing tweets out there, or do you call them tweets now, but saying, hey, this Ukraine stuff, not good. Hey, um, what's going on in the Middle East? None of that is good. We're sleepwalking into a serious thing here. Colonel yeah. Douglas McGregor had a great talk with Tucker Carlson the other day and was saying some pretty similar stuff, and I've got some McGregor clips to look into. Just one more thing to end it. That is, we're happy about Johnson being elected Speaker. How about you? Yes, I I think he's better than McCarthy. Oh, yeah. I think he's not as good as Jordan. And I'm going to go to my punchline here that I don't know if you saw his interview with Hannity, new Speaker Johnson. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yes, at the same time. He yeah. ran to Hannity, which is not a good sign, which is establishment security state oh, yeah. kind of yeah. deal there. Hannity's out there banging the war drums, got to go after Iran and everything, which I don't think makes any sense at all. But um, you did hear Johnson say, well, we're not going to abandon Ukraine. You know, we're going to we're going to keep Ukraine covered. So if I had to guess, the reason Mike Johnson does become speaker is that he said, yeah, we'll, we'll keep the billions going to Ukraine. And that's something that Jordan would not commit to. If that's it's just my hunch. Do you, do you think there's anything to that? Absolutely. Of course, how can I trust any of these people anymore? Right. And, you know, the left, I, the funniest political cartoon today, they're just calling Mike Johnson uh, Jim Jordan with a tie. That's what they're saying, huh? You all know? the attacks on him. Oh, yeah. Adam Schiff is ripping him right. Oh. Um, all the right people are ticked off, but I do worry that some of that's kind of for show. They have to do that. Yeah to boost his support in the <laughs> in the okay. Republican yeah. voting base. But um, but I don't uh, know. Better I than McCarthy. Yeah, I'll leave you with this. I mean, you never purchased the book Deep Thoughts by Jane Fonda? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, one, she's one deep, page. huh? One, she's... one page of blank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good show, man. Right Talk on. later. Right on, Rick. Yeah, not a, not a huge fan of Jane yet, are you? Huh. Yeah, me neither. Well, Rick, all the best to you. Hey, it's Matt Don. I'm in for Randy Corcoran this evening. And I guess we better move to a break real quick. Um, on the phone lines, Ed, others, hang on if you would. We'll get right back after this, 303-696-1971. And welcome back to the Randy Corcoran program. Matt Dunn sitting in. 
303-696-1971. On a snowy night across Denver Metro. Yeah, it's still coming down, coming down nicely out there. I just like it. We talked to caller Rick just a minute ago. He's got his fireplace on. He's got his radio on. What could be better than tuning in to a little America First local live radio when that first snowfall of the winter falls? Like right now, texts are coming in. One individual says, no climate crisis if it weren't for racism. Fonda is a communist and a fool. (laughs) I don't know. Jane Fonda, connecting the dots. I don't know. That's what you get when Hollywood people think that they they really dig deep into issues and they're, they're intellectuals, right? And that's... That's what they think. They can solve this stuff. Anyway, I'm just scrolling through these texts. Yeah. um, (laughs) uh, RFK getting some text to studio right now. And, oh, yes, we're going to be getting the word out about RFK. That's an op. That's a Democrat deep state op to insert RFK into the equation as an independent to try to drain votes from Trump, especially in Pennsylvania. Not a coincidence that RFK announced his independent bid in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Trump's beating Biden in the polls there right now. But if RFK jumps in, just maybe Biden can get close enough to Trump within the realm of fraud to pull ahead in Pennsylvania. And if Trump wins Pennsylvania, then then he wins the election. See what this is about? We'll be talking more about that in RFK and all of his loud, throaty endorsements of Hillary Clinton over the years and Barack Obama over the years, saying Barack Obama had the greatest energy policy ever and RFK in favor of Reparations, for some reason. Reparations. He seems to be backtracking on that because that didn't seem to go over all that well. But let's keep saying some hellos here. And welcome to Ed in Highlands Ranch. Thanks for hanging on a sec. And welcome, Ed. What's going on, Matt? How are you doing today? It's a doing well. Saturday in Colorado. Saturday yes, it October. is. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, are you shocked that uh, that Jane Fonda is continually used as a tool for communist propaganda? Because I'm not. Yeah. My, uh, no, my, I'm not shocked. My great uncle was in Vietnam, so he still won't even mention her name if he sees it. He changes the channel if he sees her on the on the TV. Yep. And that's the kind of thing that what she did in that Vietnam era. I mean, she that that's a searing searing impression that she left. That that was that was way across the line at that point in time this country. I don't think we'd ever really seen much like that ever before, right? And uh, yeah, they remember. Yeah, we remember. You no, know, and, and hey, so speaking of leftist invasions, I, I'm actually the vice chair for the Douglas County Republican Party. Oh, excellent. We've spent the whole day talking to voters right now. And, and you know, do you mind if I if I ask your audience to, to kind of check out our website if you live in Douglas County? I'd love D-T-G-O-P. it. We'd love it. Yeah, bring it. Yes. What what is the okay, website? D-T-G-O-P. Douglas D-T-G-O-P. County. Sorry, I talked over Douglas you one more County. time. No, you're fine. DC. <laughs> GOP.org, Douglas County Republican Party. Um, you know, look, we're very active. We've we've taken a position as a party against new taxes in this economic environment. So if you live in Douglas County, please, we're encouraging you to vote no on 5A and 5B. 
no on HH, which is just Polis's trick to steal our Tabor refunds. Yep. Forever. It doesn't really help with your property taxes. Um, and it's worded very poorly. And a good, a good, you know, thought for me is, is if it says shell the government, I'm usually going to be a no on that, Matt, when I look at my ballot. And so I would encourage all of your listeners, guys, please go to dcgop.org if you live in Douglas County. Text 10 friends that live in Douglas County. And then we've also endorsed a school board candidate, um, David DiCarlo, for school board in, in District C. And you can find out more about him, more about those taxes on dcgop.org. And, uh, you know, we've been reaching a lot of people today. It's been a great day to walk doors and make phone calls into conservatives. And, look, there are a lot of people that are hurting right now in this financial situation, Matt. Yeah. People are Bidenomics, really man. The direction the country's taking, yes. We went a from Trump's and- golden economy, United States of America, to Biden's massacre of that global economy. Domestic uh, policy, foreign policy, a disaster from this guy. What's what's your sense, Ed, talking to GOP voters out there, knocking on doors? Are uh, are folks upbeat? Are folks downbeat? Um, where are they in terms of... Do, do you know, they ever talk about... a lot of fire to keep Douglas County red, but go, go ahead. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, well, yeah, that's... What do you think about, you know, the state of the Colorado GOP in general? I mean, Douglas County stays red, not as red as it once was. But uh, do you have any any sense of the general sentiment right now? I I think people are tired of going along to get along. Now, you know, as as a Republican Party officer, I support every Republican running for office. And my job is to get Republicans elected. But I think we're going to get a lot more Republicans elected when we stand proudly for our principles and fight for our principles. Um, and, and, you know, we really have to paint bold bold strokes on how we're different. You know, as Reagan said, right, the pale pastels. We don't differentiate. We don't get people excited to vote for us. And so we're very excited because we have a lot of great conservative elected officials in Douglas County. Yep, who are and the people excited. lineup of the state party seems to me a great deal improved um, over some past regimes, you know, running the, the state Colorado GOP. And I, I like that. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, obviously, Republicans are feeling quite beleaguered in this state that no matter what, you know, we seem to not be able to make a dent and lose the key races by 10 plus points all the time. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, discomfort over, I, I think, a lot of folks, you know, not not totally psyched on the, the all mail in ballot and so forth. But um, I don't know. Do you ever wonder, like, Biden is even worse than I expected he was going to be on, on all on all fronts, right? And if you ever listen to Stephen mm-hmm. Tubbs all week talking about Denver in decay, what a mess that is. Sometimes you wonder, I mean, how low can we go before voters might start thinking, hey, let's uh, let's find another way. Let, let's look for an alternative. Well, you know, let's go GOP. California, we've seen Detroit, we've seen Chicago, we know it can get much worse. And so and so what what we need to remember, right, is that we all really have to fight together keep Colorado the way we want it to be. And that's, you know, that's, we want safe streets. We want low taxes. We want to be free to live our lives and live and let live is really the message of the Republican party. And I see that's the most successful message, you know, candidates that run on, we see them win when they stand for principles and they're not ashamed of, of standing for, for, you know, what's right in the platform of the Republican party. And we see those candidates do very well. Yep. And, and look, I, I'm not hopeless. Let me tell you, 
people are getting real fed up. Yep. People are getting tired. People realize their taxes are going up 40%, and they're looking around, and they're saying, what am I paying for? They really don't know. They don't know where all the money is going because we're not getting Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, not in Colorado, but who knows? Who knows where it's going in the state? It's, it's not yeah. going to build more roads. It's not going to infrastructure. It's not going to things we expect government to do. And they're taking in record amounts. So it's just, it's hard for the voters that I talk to because, you know, th- there's there's some people that have become unaffiliated because they just want a Republican Party that will fight and they want to see Republicans that will fight. Right. And so, you know, exactly. I want to encourage you guys, you know, especially if you live in Douglas County, support the Douglas County GOP this cycle. And next we've got Bob Marshall and HD 43. We're going to be working very hard to put a Republican there in that race and in that office. We're going to take back 43. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, when we see that dam break is when Democrats start pouring money in. So, yep. so, you know, we really need help in Douglas County, and we want to keep, you know, this is the last metro county that's red, and we really want to keep it that way because, we, you know, Matt, we like having yep. low taxes, right? We, 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 we like having safe streets, right? We like having a Republican sheriff, and we really do want to keep it that way in Douglas County. And, you know, encourage you a bit, three big things, dcgop.org. Please, please come. Please vote. Um, and, you know, look, I, I understand people are frustrated about the mail system, you know, but that's the ballot system we have. Get your vote in early. Get yep. your vote in early so that we don't have to spend money asking you to vote. Yep. And, um, you know, let, let, we can still win, but we just have to adapt to the things that Democrats are doing to be successful. Yeah, we have to find a way to master it complaining about the way the, the system, Democrats right? have. Indeed. A hundred. Exactly, Matt. So that's what I would encourage, you know, your listeners, you know, don't lose heart, guys. No, nope. lose heart. We no matter fighting. what, never fighting, tell never us the up. odds. Don't lose heart, and uh, you got nothing to lose, but you got everything to gain. Spread the word, and I think people are fed yeah. up enough that you know they're talking, they're opening their mouths, they're saying stuff, and they don't, they don't care if like people think, oh, you're a mean person, or oh, you're not nice if you don't like some things about the way this state is going right now. I'm I'm hearing people talking, and I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear that. And I think that's. Gonna... I, I love this state. I think it's worth fighting for, Matt. I really do. I think that we should keep fighting for the state and for what's right, and that we shouldn't just give it up. We should just figure out how to win with the system that we have. Fair enough, Ed. And from Ed, you you are what's your position in Douglas County? I'm the vice chair for the Douglas County. I'm second vice chair for. Outstanding, Douglas County. Ed. And I salute you for for being in the ring, and for uh, working to keep Douglas County red and taking a few moments to visit with us. Again, dcgop.org. Good information there for Douglas County residents on the ballot issues that uh, have been already mailed out, I believe. And so look for some guidance there. Thank you for filling in for Randy. Oh, you bet, Ed. You take care. Stay close with us if you would. And, yes, Matt Dunn, I'm filling in for Randy Corcoran tonight. Any thoughts out there? Yeah, Jane Fonda, Mike Pence dropping out. (laughs) I'm going to have to do a big explanation of Mike Pence and what I call him Judas Pence. Pious Pence, phony Pence, but Judas Pence, I think, is the best name to call that guy, may I say. And uh, why don't we we talk about Pence a little bit when we come back from a little break here. Again, Matt Dunnan for Randy Corcoran, 303-696-1971. Here we are sitting here in the snow, Denver metro area. And I'm peeking through all my monitors, getting hard to see out my window here with all of our screens. And it does appear to still be falling, the first snowfall of the year. Love it. 
love it. We've got the wool on. Yes, we do. And I love nothing more than getting out in the snow, walking around, running around. Yeah, I go take runs in the snow, yeah. Do that. Just got to get the right gear so you don't have something freeze off or fall off, you know. <laughs> anyway, Matt Dunn in for Randy Corporan after the phones in one segundo. Mike Pence drops out of the race. Mike Pence. Anybody out there really passionate about Mike Pence, really disappointed about this? The whole idea with Mike Pence running for the presidency was to create bad optics for Donald Trump. They were going to get on the debate stage and Pence was going to do his self-important, smug kind of vibey thing and talk about the Bible in his unctuous way that he does and try to tear down Donald Trump. He was going to do that. I, I was there. I was with you for four years. And you screwed everything up, Trump. Uh, there's never been a more disloyal vice president than Mike Pence. And within the Trump White House, he was a font for spreading bad people around and bad ideas around. His handling of COVID, yeah, not so great. Mike Pence, and you just you just have to come away being amazed that he's given this golden opportunity to be a the vice president, the most popular political figure of our lifetimes. And what does he do? He tries to undermine him while in office and then out. Then he's out of office and he runs against him trying to sabotage and undermine Donald Trump at every possible turn. But all that did, all that did was create bad optics, humiliating optics for Mike Pence. And he got to realize good and hard that nobody likes him. Nobody likes Mike Pence. He just comes off as slick and phony and the rest of it. And he had that, that one uh, interview with Tucker Carlson in which Tucker Carlson asked about, you know, hey, what about the American people in American cities and communities that are crumbling? We've got open borders here. And Pence came out and said, well, that's not my concern. He wants to send the money, the billions, to Ukraine. Not my concern is the epitaph for Mike Pence, whose goal was to go in there and try to humiliate, install Donald Trump. But all he did was humiliate himself. It's very embarrassing. And it just let's just hear his farewell, it's not my time moment here. And it's not my concern, but we just got to get this in there. Mike Pence suspends his campaign for the presidency, hovering closer to zero than any other number in the aggregate polling data. Sorry, Pence. By the way, we were joking about him last week on Backbone Radio. He walked into a pharmacy to have a little Pence rally. There's like 12 people sitting there. And in the photo I saw of that rally, they were all like asleep and looking absolutely miserable to be in the company of Mike Pence. <laughs> we were had text the studio on that one. But here's Pence. I just couldn't sit this one out. But the Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. The Bible. I'm traveling across the country over the past six months. I came here to say it's become clear to me. This is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Now, I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, 
I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. So help me God. There he goes. And again, I am very pro-Bible. I am very pro-God. But the way Pence is always hanging on the Bible and using all of his cliches about Christianity and God and so forth, it's just phony. I don't buy it, especially when he's, he's pulling this whole Judas routine on Trump. It's disgusting. I find Pence a disgusting political figure. He's the guy that got General Flynn booted out of the Trump administration in the first two months of the Trump administration. And I could go down a long list of the things that I find disgusting about Mike Pence, but he's gone. He blew it. They had this great rhino establishment plan. We're going to throw Pence in there. We're going to make it hard for Trump. We're going to go after him that way. It's going to be really great. And then all it did was backfire upon himself. Make no mistake, Pence won't be going away. He'll be doing everything he possibly can from outside the ring to undermine Trump's winning in 2024. Oh, yeah, he'll be there. He'll be, he'll be doing whatever he can to be Judas on steroids, will Mike Pence. So just wait for it. And he will be trotted out to the mainstream media for doses and snippets of establishment propaganda whenever the mainstream media finds it convenient. That is my take on Mike Pence. It is not a flattering one, but that guy is a 100% phony Judas loser. That guy, and I'm glad that he has pulled out of the race, and I'm glad he finally figured out that nobody likes him. Okay, hope I was clear about my views on Mike Pence. Let's say hey to Brian in Arvada. Brian, glad you're here, my man. Welcome. Uh Oh, it's nice to hear from you on a Saturday night. Yeah, what the heck? Here on a Saturday for my brother Randy Corcoran, and I was just kind of imagining, Brian, that you're all distraught about Pence dropping out. Are you Are you going to be okay? Well, you know, I'm 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 sure I'll uh, you know like Ken Buck, I'll see him uh, you know plenty of times on CNN and CSNBC <laughs> with his uh, expertise. So yeah, I'm sure he's not going nowhere. It, it'll be okay. Okay, I'm glad you're going to make it, Brian. You're you're telling yourself you can make it through this one. Yeah, old Pincy boy, huh? Mm-hmm. Jeez, I'm I, after that speech. I was expecting him to ask for you know some cash. He reminds me of some guy at 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, healing people. Yeah, and asking you to donate and you know send money in. But yeah, old Pincy boy, he's a joke. How could you waste all the political capital? You're the, you're the VP of this incredibly popular guy, Trump, and you go the exact wrong way. You blow all your political capital. You become a Judas over it, even. It, it's, you know, it's it's weird. Weird people. Well, when he, when he was VP under Trump, we all kind of said, well, okay, this guy's all right and whatnot, you know. We're, we're kind of digging him. Right. Yeah, but we, we soon realized he was just... You know, part of the deep state, kind of like old Kenny Buck there. Yeah, Ken Buck. So, that's, yeah, he's uh, you're you're a big maybe fan him of Ken. Kenny huh? can be their their pundits. They can be the experts. You know, on CNN, they can join the panel. Oh, Ken Buck wants that CNN job. Boy, does he ever! And I think he wanted Emmer to be the Speaker of the House. Emmer, uh, who uh, works it, for a Soros-funded organization, wanted to get rid of the Electoral College. They actually floated that guy forward. Amazing. 
He didn't get it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Hey, this Jane Fonda, now I'm not much of a Hollywood person. I don't watch much TV. I I still roll with the flip phone. But uh, (laughs) did she have any offspring? Jane Fonda? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's any little Jane's little Fondas around. No idea. Yeah, I thought... Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, if she did, hopefully they're not as dumb as she is, but... <laughs> well, that would be the hope, right? Yeah, but, yeah, I was I was curious about all her nonsense. Yes, Jane Fonda says racism has caused the climate crisis. And um, I don't know how she connected those dots, but, you know, in Hollywood, that's what passes for genius, I think, Brian. Yeah. Well, you know, they live in their little bubble of, uh, you know... Keeping the money flowing. They, they know what to say, because if they don't, then, you know, the money will be cut off, and, and that'll be the way it is. Yeah. I remember her, what was her video? What was her, uh, it was some kind of uh, aerobics, aerobicize. What what was it she did? Was that in the 80s? Where, you know, you put on the tights and people got the VCR tapes and watched Jane Fonda do the, was it jazzercise? Was it, I don't know, somebody out there must know the answer. It was either aerobics or jazzercise or something, and that that became a very big deal. I'm sure Brian, you partook in that, did you not? You know. Well, like I said, I don't partake in much, uh, you know, TV <laughs> or nothing. So, uh, I, like I said, tonight I'm rolling here with my uh, six pack of Tall Boys. I got a pot of coffee on a snowy night on the, in Denver Metro. Yes, sir. And I got you on the radio. Got the radio and I'm on. Staring out my window at the snow. snow. All you got, man, all, all I you lack is a fire. guy got snow tires. He, he ain't going to make it home in that minivan. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I've, I do have some knobs on, on my minivan tires, thankfully, so I have, I have a good chance to make it. But uh, if I don't, I got a shovel in there I can dig out if I have to. Well, and you got your skis, so, you know, if you get stuck, you can go ahead and... Uh, yeah, I don't, don't have those home, in the van, I but I should probably get them in there. Yeah, you got to at least strap them to the top. I mean, you know, yeah. you don't want to take up too much room. You got to have keep room for the family. The only thing is, you put stuff on top of your car, then you bump into the top of your garage. You know what I mean? And uh, oh yeah, that ain't, that ain't uh, I will say that members of my family have done that a time or two, and that oh boy, that, that's not a good day for anyone when that happens, right? <laughs> no. Oh, there's a bike on the top of my car. Oops. Used to be a bike. Oh yeah, that's uh, well, you know, a bike and skis. We're we're talking apples and oranges. <laughs> hey, but Stefan, I actually had a. I mean, uh, Matt, I actually had a serious question. Lay it on. Do you think these brain dead voters, especially in like Boulder, Denver, are going to vote yes on Proposition HH? Do you think they're so ill informed and stupid that they're actually going to? Vote against their own interests? Well, define that one for us real quick before I comment. The HH, the Proposition HH, about losing your Tabor, you know, and you get this supposed discount on your uh, taxes. Well, I will say, yeah, it's it's another one of those. They've been trying end runs around Tabor for decades, back in 1992, and we used to talk to Douglas Bruce on this program all the time. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't put much past our Colorado voters right now. By the way, getting a text to the studio, Jane Fonda has three children. Brian, did you know that? She's got three kids. 
Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Let's all pray that they're not as dumb as she is. Okay. That's all we can do at this okay. point. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there's a time for prayer. And I guess yes, here comes is. the wall. Brian, thank you. Maybe Pence up in will Arvada. pray with us on that yeah. one. Yeah. Thank Have you, Pence. Good. Right on, sir. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran. We shall return. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.